0: leads my knuckles to his lips, where they linger a moment. Let me take you home. Home, I whisper, the word of bittersweet song in my shredded heart. I have not felt I had such a place since the day of the fire that killed my parents only a few miles from where I now stand. Yes, Liam says, home. He gently removes a strand of hair caught on my lip, one of those mindless, tender gestures that can make me feel special in ways only Liam can. And in case you don't know, he adds, any place you are is home to me. Tears, I thought I'd exhaust it during the service well up in my eyes. I love you, Liam Stone. I love you too, baby, more than life itself. Now let's get you out of the rain and cold. I nod, and allow him to turn me away from the casket, afraid that I'll completely break down if I look at it again. Liam pulls up the hood on my coat, and Teller raises an umbrella above me. Cold droplets hit us as we step from beneath the canvas, yet I walk slowly as the finality of leaving this place begins to soak in. When we reach the black sedan we've rented, Liam opens the back door, and I settle inside. He follows, and Teller seals us into the space that feels smaller than it should. Pushing back my hood, I shrug out of my wet coat, as Liam does the same. We shove them by the doors, moving to the middle of the seat together. Facing Liam, I find his dark hair wet, and I reach up to wipe away the water clinging to his neatly trimmed goatee. You're soaked. He covers my hands with his. And I like the way it makes me feel, as if he's holding on to me and will never let go. We're going to get through this. Damn it. More tears escape from my eyes, proving my efforts to be strong are failing. Liam is there though, rescuing me in a small way that feels big, wrapping me in his arms and the warm cocoon of his body. I sink against his chest sliding my fingers beneath the jacket of his black suit, and I no longer fight the explosion of emotion that follows. Liam seems to understand, holding me, riding out this new storm with me, whispering to me at just the right moments, understanding what I need in a way that defies the man he shows everyone else, the man who is alpha and powerful on the outside, but sensitive enough to know when a bull charging at me isn't what works. The avalanche of emotions finally becomes a dull ache in my chest. The tears have streaked down my cheeks, but are no longer flowing, and my hand has found its way to Liam's heart, the steady beat soothing my frazzled nerves. The car is in motion, and I don't even know when we started moving. Time stands still. Eternal in so many ways, but my mind is not silent. It is replaying every second of my last goodbye with Chad at the safe house in the Hamptons. I'm repeating the way it felt to hug him for about the hundredth time when the car pulls to a halt at the landing strip where a private jet awaits us, cloaked in darkness. I glance at Liam's Rolex, wondering if I've lost more time than I realized, but it's only five in the evening. Teller opens the door for us, holding an umbrella, and we exit into a downpour. Liam takes over the umbrella, trying to shelter me, but the rain's torment is nothing compared to the brutal beating of the funeral. We hurry up a set of stairs and into the galley of the jet, discarding our coats and the umbrella. Liam walks to the cockpit to talk to the pilot while I bypass the leather couches in the front of the plane. Teller will claim this area tonight, as he had on the trip down here this morning. Instead, I choose the solitude of the rear seating. Ignoring the couch to my left, I reclaim the window seat to my right that I'd occupied earlier. I'm just strapping in when Liam appears and pulls the curtain between us and the front of the plane shut. Wordlessly, he sits next to me and, with a purpose, it seems removes his laptop from the briefcase beneath the seat. What are you doing? I ask as he pulls the table from his armrest and quickly brings his computer to life.